Hi, this is Amy Beheimer, and you're listening to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health. Habit 13, control your nervous system. Welcome to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, a podcast to help you shift from managing autoimmune disease to creating autoimmune health using the power of everyday habits. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer, a coach and a doctor of pharmacy on a mission to create health and happiness with multiple sclerosis. Here, we focus on everyday lifestyle habits proven to help the mind and body heal from the cell up without sacrificing the true joys of life along the way. To create autoimmune health in the mind and body, you have to be great at one thing, the skill of mastering habits. That's why each episode includes everything you need to do just that, evidence-based information and real-life inspiration from the experiences of my guests, my clients, and yours truly. All habit heroes brave enough to turn a desire for help into daily decisions to create it. Let's have some fun. Welcome, all my habit heroes. I wanted to start today by bringing up the fact that we are going through a lot of habits here. So we are currently on 13 and we're not going to be slowing down. So we're going to be adding habits over the course of the years. And it can get to feel like a lot if we think about habits being something that we do every single day. But I want to encourage you to think that some habits may fit for you weekly. Some of them may be monthly or two or three times a month. Some may be yearly. Some may just be periodically or maybe for certain occasions. So it's okay to give yourself some breathing room. For me, a good example is I spent years meditating every single day. And that was just first thing in the morning, spending quiet time with my thoughts and enjoying the benefits of meditation. Just recently, It has started to feel like a lot on weekends. I found I would get up and kind of be resenting sitting to meditate. I decided just to play around with making it a habit five days a week and giving myself the option on those other two days. And it's felt good. And some days I even still choose to meditate on the weekends, but we get to define what that habit looks like and how often we do it. So there is no one right answer. So just something to consider. There's a reason and a season for any frequency of a habit. Today's habit happens to be one that is probably good to think about daily or maybe multiple times a day, or even think about pairing it with an activity that you already do, like eating or using the restroom. And that's because it is the habit of controlling your nervous system. High level, what do I mean when I say nervous system? So we have our central nervous system. This is where we're going to get a little bit sciencey if you're not familiar but I promise it'll be quick. We have our central nervous system, which is called our CNS, and that is our brain and our spinal cord. The other half of our nervous system is our peripheral. The peripheral is then broken up into two parts, the autonomic nervous system and the somatic. And the easiest way to think about those two systems is somatic is the part of our nervous system that we have voluntary control over, like using our muscles. The autonomic nervous system is the intricate network of nerves that regulate our body's involuntary functions. So think of breathing, digesting food, other physiologic processes that are going on all day long without our conscious effort. So that autonomic nervous system, or the ANS, is where we're going to focus today. 
It is broken into two parts, our sympathetic nervous system and our parasympathetic nervous system. Let's start with the sympathetic nervous system. This is responsible for initiating the fight or flight response. It's a survival mechanism that prepares our body to face perceived threats or stressful situations. It causes release of stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol, and it increases heart rate, blood pressure, and respiration. This sympathetic nervous system, or SNS, it's what keeps us alive when we need to take action. Think of it as going into effect when we're running from a tiger or we have to jump out of the way of a car that's coming at us. The other half of that is the parasympathetic nervous system, or the PNS. This activates the rest and digest response. It promotes relaxation and restoration. It helps lower heart rate, blood pressure, and breathing rate. It enhances our digestion. It allows us to absorb nutrients better, and it allows us to shift into a state of tissue repair. So we have these two systems, and one is not right, one is not wrong. It's all about balance. Imagine living in rest and digest all the time. We wouldn't get much done, and it could actually be dangerous. On the flip side, where a lot of people live is tipped very heavily towards the SNS or the sympathetic nervous system. It's that feeling of constantly being threatened or on edge, not to mention the havoc on the body from those physiologic effects that I mentioned. The alternate title that I thought of for this habit in this episode was Befriend Your Vagus Nerve, because the vagus nerve, you may have heard of it. The main function is to activate and regulate the nervous system's calming response. So it helps us control and turn on that parasympathetic nervous system. So that's the what. If you made it with me, we will shift from the sciencey parts and start talking about the why. Virtually every cell, tissue, organ, and system of your body is controlled and regulated by our nervous system. That's why it's such a big deal to be able to tap in and have some control of what that nervous system is doing. Learning to control it changes your life. It can make you mentally and physically more healthy. It's a win-win. Not only can it move us away from illness, but it can lead us towards better mental health and better physical health. It allows us to be in action when we need to be, sleep when we need to be, sleeping, and focus when we need to focus, and relax when we need to relax. So the ability to find this balance is anchored in the nervous system. If we think of the autonomic nervous system with its two parts, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, if we think of it being on either sides of a seesaw, that may help us understand. So when the sympathetic side is all the way down, that's that high alert and focus. If the seesaw shifts to the other side, the parasympathetic, that's where we are relaxed and calm and in deep rest. So we're looking for it to be even, focused and relaxed. Imagine that. Can you think of a time when you feel both focused and relaxed? They seem like they could be opposites, but they can coexist. It's kind of a paradox. We're often trapped at one end or the other of that seesaw. It happens with a super loose hinge that swings all over the place. So the tightness of the hinge on that seesaw is key. We want it to be easy to go from one side to the other. That's what today's habit is aiming to help with. There is actually an objective marker of this out there. 
So if you're someone who's into gadgets and all the latest fitness trends, you may have heard of it. It's called heart rate variability or HRV. And like I said, it can be measured with different gadgets. But without the gadgets, we still can get a sense based on how we feel and how our health is doing on how well we're controlling our nervous system. So what does having a parasympathetic nervous system dominance look like? And that would be spending all your time over on that side of the seesaw. That can look like being very sleepy or fatigued. You can see digestive issues, including absorption impairment. All that work in food as medicine spoke can be dampened if we aren't absorbing the nutrients we eat. We can see decreased heart rate and blood pressure, cognitive impairment and brain fog, a reduced motivation, mood changes, impaired stress response, and even a slowing of the metabolism. But spending too long in the sympathetic side shows up as some of the same symptoms. You may notice an overlap. We can see a weakened immune function, difficulty relaxing, sleep issues, headaches, GI problems, anxiety, negative effects on the heart, trouble feeling your feelings, allergies, aches and pains, feeling agitated, trouble concentrating, a general feeling of being stuck, shortness of breath, and all these things can harm your physical and your mental health. But when we can find a balance between these two systems, our bodies can effectively navigate stress and help return us to a state of calm. This balance enhances overall resilience, improves mental clarity, can actually boost our immune function, support healthy digestion, and promote restful sleep. So these are all good things. Can you think of anyone in your life, maybe it's you, that if you had to guess based on how they react to the ups and downs of life, you'd think their hinge of their seesaw is just the right tightness? They can be on guard when they need to be, but then they seem to be able to let it go and get absorbed in a good book or a conversation shortly after. These folks in our life can serve as an inspiration. Maybe it comes natural, or maybe, just maybe, they have habits that have helped them get there. I'm the latter, definitely. It takes work, but I can see the difference, and I can feel the difference from these habits. Sometimes life can feel so overwhelming, and we have to get outside of our head. So the best way is to get into our body. We're going to talk about some physical practices. When our minds are racing out of control, it can be hard to stabilize thinking with thinking. So then we can look to our body to calibrate our state of mind and have a new perspective on what we're dealing with mentally. We've covered the what, we've covered the why, let's get to the how. The hows today are awesome because they are zero cost tools you can use in real time to adjust your stress or start to control your nervous system. Practices like these can also raise the stress threshold, which is the trigger point for stress we want to make that harder to reach. So the ways that we want to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system in real time are what we're going to talk about today. We will likely have future episodes covering additional practices one at a time because each have their nuances and their specific benefits. But again, today's habit is the ability to befriend your vagus nerve and exert some control over that big, beautiful, complex nervous system of yours. So how can we do it? Here are a few ways. One, take a physiologic sigh. Naturally, humans sigh once every five to 10 minutes. You may notice that your dog does it too. The frequency can change with certain medical conditions, but anytime you feel stressed, 
Try taking two inhales back to back, long then short, then exhale out the mouth. There's one idea I heard from a psychologist. He does three quick inhales and then breathes out through his teeth so it sounds like a tire deflating, which I kind of like that visual. Data shows that there is an immediate decrease in stress and anxiety. What's happening is we're bringing in oxygen into the body, dumping out carbon dioxide, and inflating our lungs so that after our physiologic sigh, our breath is more natural and calm. So it lasts even after we're done. The second way is breathing slow, deep breaths, trying to make the exhale a little bit longer than the inhale. This again lets our body know that we are safe. The third one is get out in nature, look at the horizon. Taking in big, vast landscapes is something humans do less and less as we spend more and more time indoors looking at screens. So sometimes it can be as simple as stepping outside and looking at something vast and big like the horizon. A few whimsical ones to try. Gargling can help activate our vagus nerve, singing out loud, or laughing. Back in Habit 8, where I had Dr. Terry Walls as my guest, she even went through two exercises, with laughing being one of them, and really described the science behind what it was doing for us. So if you have not listened to Habit 8 with Dr. Terry Walls, I encourage you to go back and check it out now. Another practice is experiencing human touch. Human touch triggers the parasympathetic nervous system and releases hormones, hormones like oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin. It evokes a sense of love, security, and belonging. So think about it. Who can you hug? It can even be yourself. And the last how we're going to talk about today is using gratitude. It's impossible to be anxious and grateful at the same time. Practicing gratitude, whether it's speaking it out loud, writing down three things you're grateful for, anything to spend time thinking about something you're deeply grateful for can give your brain something else to chew on. So we've made it to our do of the day. Pick one of these real-time tools and commit to trying it. Plan to have it ready to go. In the next day or so, when do you anticipate your sympathetic nervous system to kick in, to go on overdrive? You likely can think of a scenario that triggers you to feel stressed. You can even practice these when you don't need it. Imagine that, training your brain to associate these tools with times when you already feel balanced is really powerful. The state of our body's nervous system creates the stories we tell ourselves in our mind. The fastest way to override your mind is to use your body. You'll be surprised how fast using your body can quiet the worry, the overwhelm, and the stress in your mind. In coaching, we don't rely on motivation. It is a fickle friend, and today we learned a physiological reason why it's so fickle. We take action even in the face of what feels like a lack of motivation that is outside of our control. If you feel you need motivation to make changes, I'm talking to you. Let's chat about how coaching can help. I'm going to put a link to book a call in the show notes, and I encourage you to reach out. Let's connect and talk about how we can overcome that feeling of no motivation. So I will leave you with a quote from Jana Kingsford. Balance is not something you find. It's something you create. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Habit Hub. 
I am forever grateful for the time, energy, and attention you share with me. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, where I might just cover the habit your body has been waiting for. Check out www.amybeheimercoaching.com for more free resources, as well as details on how to take the information, inspiration, and insight you learned today and apply it to create autoimmune health and happiness in your life. Get in touch at amy at amybeheimercoaching.com. Special thanks to my editor, Sarah. The Habit Hub is a production of Amy Beheimer Coaching, LLC. Talk soon.